Gentlemen, you are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is Monday, so it's a Man Talk Monday, and we're going to get into that content in just a second. But before we do, i got to talk to you about a couple of things. First, got to make sure you're following us on social media. Go find us on Facebook, Instagram, all those good places. Um, you can find all the information of how to find us at the end of the podcast. In the outro, you'll get that information. But you got to uh, make sure you're following us, like our pictures, like our photos, like our posts, uh, and share them when you find an episode you like or a message you enjoy. Make sure you're sharing it on your own social media so people know it's here, that you're a fan, that you listen, uh, and that you're learning good things from us. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to go sign up for the Facebook community. There's a Gird Up community on Facebook. It's a great forum, a chance for you to ask questions, answer questions, share your gleaned wisdom, and learn wisdom from others. As men, there's only so many things we can cover on the podcast. We can cover so many more, and we can answer your questions on that forum. You're going to have to answer a couple of questions to get in, but once you get in, you're going to enjoy the things you find there. You're going to enjoy the community of believers that gets together on that Facebook page um, and learns from each other. The third thing you're going to do is you're going to consider supporting this podcast financially. Right now, the podcast does not support itself. And as much as I love giving you content, and I'm not going to quit giving you content anytime soon, this is fairly expensive. And it's hard to grow. It's hard to get bigger. It's hard to get better um, when we don't have the money to do so. So uh, we do need your support. We don't. This doesn't cost anything uh, on your end. You don't have to pay to listen to the podcast, and we're never going to do that to you. Um, but if you do enjoy it, we uh, ask you to consider donating to the podcast, helping us support uh, the things that we do. Uh, if you think about all the little things that we that we uh, have to pay for, so whether it's the hosting platform, the equipment, and the maintenance of the things that we, uh, the equipment that we use, um, we have to pay to be on iTunes. We have to pay to be on Spotify. We got to pay um, for the rights to the photographs we use and the music we use and all that kind of stuff. So that's all things we have to purchase. It's all money we have to spend on a monthly basis. Um, and anything that you can do to help us with that is a blessing. So if you go on Patreon, you can choose to give like $5 a month or even less than that. Um, or you can give up to you know, however much you want per month. Um, and I'm, I, mean, I know you can spend a cup of coffee, you know, that, that amount of money uh, on this podcast to help us support us. But um, if you can't, give us your prayers uh, and, and talk to more people about the podcast. Whatever you can do to support us, um, get this mission headed forward. The last thing I want to talk about is the opportunity to sponsor an episode or sponsor a show on this podcast. If you would like to sponsor an episode or a show, um, make sure you contact us, email me, hit me me up on social media um, and let me know that you would like to sponsor. We can talk uh, talk about how that works um, and what you can do, but you can be a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, and there are, I can promise you, if you sponsor this podcast, thousands of people are going to hear uh, what you have to say. So we can get into that if you'd like. Um, if you like any of that kind of stuff, make sure you're contacting us. If nothing else, keep us in your prayers as we bring the message of Christian manhood and masculinity to people all over the world. God bless you. Enjoy Man Talk Monday today on the Gird Up Podcast. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. I'm Charles Jungemach. And I'm Jason Fry. And you're listening to Man Talk Monday on the Gird Up Podcast. And today our word is quest. According to Webster's Dictionary, quest is a noun. It is a long or arduous search for something, as in the quest for a reliable vaccine has been 
intensified or the pursuance of investigation into such as nothing will stop their quest for her killer. And uh, in masculine realm, uh, we're talking about quest. So um, journey, our journey, both our journey from cradle to the grave, um, and then also different quests along the way. Gut reaction, what do you want to start with? Well, you and I are kind of just kind of like talking about this a little bit about the idea of quest, especially for um, us, us as men of, you know, we, we have, you know, we have before us like this quest to get to heaven, right? Like that is, that is the goal, right? Um, but we have this cradle to grave type path, right? We're born. Now what do we do, right? Like how do we go about that, right? Cause there's all kinds of ways to go about going from the start. If you have a quest to the, to the start, to the finish, right? Um, and so like, that's, that's what I kind of think of as, is immediately like, okay, how do we as men, act in this world, act on this quest. If, if heaven is our goal, if heaven is our, our end point, right. Is that, if that's the end of our quest, you know, how do we go about getting there? Right. Yeah. And, and as you're saying that, what kind of pops into my head is this idea that, um, if my, if my only quest, if my sole quest in life is to make it to heaven, um, the easiest way to do that is to go live on a hilltop somewhere in the woods or go join a Mennonite colony or something like that and disappear <laughs> from the world. You know what I'm saying? Like right. go, go yep. hide in a bubble and protect myself and my family from the influences of the world um, and uh, you know, lock it down so that we cannot let anything you know, get in the way of salvation. <laughs> um, so obviously there must, somewhere between the cradle and the grave, there has to be other quests along the way, other things that we, we chase after and get into. Um, and uh, I, I, would, I would argue that the place to find that is Scripture says uh, the Lord has prepared in advance good works for us to do. So identifying those, um, letting the Spirit speak unto our hearts, identifying them, chasing after them, and, 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 and pursuing those things. Uh, throughout our lives. Well, and, and part of our quest, you know, sometimes people treat life that way just in general, right? Like, <laughs> you know, if I if I can just live safely, I don't have to worry about any hurt happening. I don't have to worry about experiencing any pain or struggle. Um, just quietly live my life and enter safely into the grave, right? Like, I think they say, uh, you know, um, uh, some, you know, some uh, men live... I, I, oh, I, the majority of men live lives of quiet desperation. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like the, this idea, especially when it comes to men of like, you know, we, we live out this life sometimes of you wake up in the morning, you eat breakfast, you know, you spend a little bit of time with your family, you go to work um, and you come home, spend a little time with the family, watch TV, drink a beer, go to bed. And you just repeat that day after day after day after day. And then you retire and then you die. Right. Yeah. Have you heard this to to kind of play into the cultural narrative? Have you heard the the analogy of the turkeys? Have you heard, ever heard of that? So I don't think so. Okay. So uh, there's uh, wild turkey. There's two different turkeys in the world, right? There's wild turkeys and then there's farm turkeys. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can, if you've ever eaten a wild turkey, if you've ever hunted or known somebody who hunted and you ate a wild turkey, it's a vastly different experience than it is eating a turkey that was raised on a farm. But the crazy thing about turkeys is when you domesticate turkeys and, and put them on a turkey farm, if you've ever visited a turkey farm, there's always a canopy over the top of the turkeys. Yep. And there's always either, either the turkeys are completely separated from each other and not allowed to interact with each other. Or there's literally like a guard, like a human guard posted on duty sometimes to guard the turkeys because domesticated turkeys are so stupid <laughs> that if it rains and they look up at the sky, they could drown. <laughs> or if they get hungry, if they get hungry or agitated, they will literally eat themselves or peck each other to death. <laughs> okay. But however, if you've ever tried to hunt a turkey, what's the most difficult animal? 
to hunt in the uh, continental United States. Arguably a wild turkey, what? a wild male turkey. <laughs> okay. Okay. So they're wicked smart. They're wicked smart. They like they can run up to sixty miles an hour. They can fly. You know, they they blend in with their surrounding. Like they're a, like incredibly intelligent birds, <laughs> incredibly intelligent and incredibly hard to hunt. But when they're domesticated, they're just like stupid and docile and gross. <laughs> I feel okay. like I feel like so, I, I feel like I just pictured like. <laughs> I feel like I just pictured, you know, there's there's the the men. Sometimes I find myself in a domesticated turkey kind of a situation, right? Where like I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. You know, I got like popcorn kernels in my beard, belching. belching. It's like, well, maybe I'll think about showering today, right? Like, you know, like. But at the same time, like a wild turkey is, I think if we're talking about men, like, oh, and dangerous too. Like you don't want to mess with a wild turkey. Oh, right. You know, think think of a, you know, think of a a guy or you know, think of a guy in your life that is. Deep in the word, deep in his community, um, devoted to his family, devoted to his friends. Like they're sharp, right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're they they've got like their skills honed in. They're they're making themselves better, um, and that ties into the whole quest idea, right? Like in your quest, you should be you should be getting better, right? Like you should be putting yourself through fire to sharpen yourself or, or uh, to um, purifying yourself a little bit, you know? So because if you're just stagnant, you'll Look up in the sky when it rains and drown. Yeah. So the question is, how do we get to that point, right? <laughs> or get a, maybe get a, move away from the point where you look at the sky and you drown. <laughs> um, but so well, and so I would argue that you find that sense of purpose, you find that uh, that identity in your quest. Um, so looking around you and saying, you know, this is the world I live in. Uh, these are the issues I see. These are the and, and especially as a young man, looking around and identifying what your what your vocation is going to be, identifying what your mission maybe is the right i don't know what the right word is but identifying what your project is going to be well um, maybe and it doesn't have to be the same one for your entire lifespan and, but and maybe for those of you that don't don't understand like when we say vocation like what do you what do you mean by vocation charlie uh well so you can use it in a couple different senses and, and a lot of times when people say vocation they're talking about like their job but vocation encapsulates more than it's kind of like all the jobs i hold in my life so uh you're you've got multiple vocations you're a father uh, it was one vocation. You're a husband. That's another vocation. You're a staff minister, which is another vocation. You're a friend to many different people. That's a vocation. Um, you're a member of a gym. That's a vocation, right? So you got all these different, all these different. You can say like hats or roles. Or, yeah, yeah. Like you say different mm-hmm. roles you play, different hats you put on, um, and so um, kind of u- unifying all of those, making sure they're all moving in the same direction, making sure they're all moving in the right direction, and making sure that they all tie in together too. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I think when it, to talk about vocation, like, and related to like this quest that we're on is like this quest that we have, you know, if we're, if we're talking about the quest of, uh, living out during our time of grace to live a life of faith, to, uh, be a light to those that don't have the light in their life, uh, that quest is, is not a straight line, right? And there's going to be different roles that we play along, along, uh, along the way. And there's going to be different, um, lives that we have to go in and influence. There's going to be other people that are going to help us when we find our way off the path to help bring us back onto it. Um, so this idea of, of vocation is, um, and how it re- relates to quests is that you're going to be asked to do some things that, first of all, you might not be comfortable doing, right? Like, uh, it might be asked to go outside your comfort zone to get off the essentially couch, right? And, and to, to be active in, in this quest that you have, um, towards reaching your final goal. 
Yeah, and I think a good example, if we were going to pick a demographic to be a good example of, of what we're talking about, as I'd say um, military veterans would be a good example of that. Because you, you get to, you, you grow up, you're a boy, uh, you go, you become a young man, you finish high school, and a lot of them enlist right there, right? So we enlist, and now we like literally laid everything on the line, like this is it, this is I serve or die, one of the two. Um, and then uh, you're totally committed to that. There's nothing else there until you get to the end of your enlistment. And you got two options, right? You can either continue in that vocation um, and continue to be a, a, a soldier or a serviceman or whatever you are. Um, or you can choose to step out into something else you know, and then pick up another, pick up something else and go with it. So you have some men who, who um, step out and just do decide to stay in the military and pursue an officer track. You have some men who step out of the military but then go into, um, what is it? Uh, what's the word, paramilitary, some sort of, like whether it's a security guard or, you know, being a, uh, what do you call them when they get paid, um, contract, like military contractor, yep, there you that go. kind of thing. Or you have some men that completely go off in a different direction and, you know, they go back to school or they go, and so, choose, like, vocation doesn't necessarily have to go throughout life. Um, but you should always have a vocation. You should always have something you're working into, working towards. And then throughout that, that path, you also have some that are continually with you and they have different durations as you go. So obviously like your, your vocation as a father is, is most likely we pray going to be there throughout your life, but it's going to take a vastly different form 60 years from now than it does now. Like hopefully in 60 years, you won't be changing your kids' diapers, right? <laughs> They'll be right. changing yours. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> yeah. But, but, <laughs> but so vocational change over time too. Um, so I guess maybe the last thing to talk or the next thing to talk about then would be um, choosing your quest. So how do you, how do you figure out what your quest is going to be? How do you choose your quest? Well, and that's, that may be as, as far as how do you choose your quest. Like we our, our quest has kind of already been chosen, cho- choose, choosed. It's already been cho- chosen for us, right? Like we, um, from a Christian perspective, uh, God has put this has put us on this earth to carry out His mission, right? To go into all the world, preach good news to all to all creation, um, to make make disciples. Um, it's I think it's more of how do you go about your life with the quest in mind, right? Um, because you talk to, you know, you talk to, actually just had a t- uh, talk with a young man the other day in, in my office about, he was, he was so, he was so um, conflicted about what job he should pursue, right? He's, he's a, uh, I think he's a freshman in college and he's really not sure like what to, what to do with his life. And I, and his big thing was, I just want to make sure that I'm, that I'm fulfilled. I want to make sure that I'm fulfilled. I want to make sure that whatever I do is going to support a family and that um, I feel like I'm, I'm making a difference. And uh, it's funny, you know, he's a freshman in college, 19 year old kid, but I think we all, we all ask that question of ourselves, right? Like, <laughs> man, are we, are we being fulfilled? Are we, are we making a difference? Are, you know, are we honoring, you know, are we honoring, um, the responsibilities that we have in our life? And with our quest and ending in, in heaven, right? Like the goal is to see Jesus face to face and to help as many people see Jesus face to face at their end of their life. Um, what's the best, you know, what is the best way that we can keep that in mind? And, you know, like I, I personally try to be in the word as often as possible, right? I try to be around people like you, Charlie, people who are um, a good Christian influence on me. I don't know if there's anything else that you can add to that as far as um, what we can do to stay in our quest and keep that, 
Yeah, well, I think um, seeing it through too, um, understanding that there there might be an off point, like there might be an off ramp, but seeing through what you are doing and doing it well, I think it's a thing in our, a particular in our generation to jump from one to the next to the next. And there's some cases where it's not a big, like not such a big deal. Like if you're a cashier at a gas station and you want to be a cashier at a different gas station, like that's a small leap. But when you're constantly jumping careers and jumping, you know, jumping from one thing to the next to the next, uh, you don't. I think a lot of times you don't have an opportunity to really mature in your role, and if you don't have that opportunity, <laughs> you know, right. like it's it's hard to it's hard to find to find that purpose. It's it's hard to find to to really go after what you're what you're looking for. You know, if you I think I think that's a symptom of something deeper too. You know, like if you if you you know try <laughs> if you try. I mean, I know your story. Uh, like you you jumped from a, about a, five hundred different things, but like you you saw each one through as well. You know, yeah, to, you got to a point where it was like, all right, well, it's either <laughs> we gotta we gotta make a decision here, and, and you go and you choose something and you went forward. Yeah, you know, there wasn't any like looking back over your shoulder either. Yeah, and I I think for you know not just for me but for a lot of people and men out there, it's it's you know where does your fire burn the brightest, right? Like what, yeah. you know, what, what, uh, you know, like what, what pulls at your heart? What, what says he, what tells you like, this is where I should be spending my time. And, and sometimes like, sometimes you spend time doing one thing. It's like, yeah, the, the fire burns bright. But after a while, like, okay, this isn't it. Like you finish it out, right? You, 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 uh, you complete that task to its fruition and say, okay, I, I think I need to find a different avenue for, for my energy. Right. And, um, and, it's chasing that. And what, what sometimes I think ha- can happen for, for men is they end up somewhere and grow complacent. It's like, you know what? The, the fire's burning as hot as I think it can be. I think I'll just do this, right? Like, yeah, it'd be really nice to go over here and do this, but I think I'm just going to stay here, you know? And then that fire maybe dims a little bit and it kind of burns low and you're just kind of got little embers down there. And, um, you know, that's, that, that's maybe like you, you're talking about like the, the deeper issue there is, um, I was kind of thinking along the lines of if you don't really have a clear path for where you're going, if you don't, if you don't have a passion for, um, you know, being a, a strong Christian leader, whatever avenue that fire will never really burn as bright as it can be. If that makes sense. I know that sounds like super, um, almost cheesy a little bit, but, but that's true. Like you got to go where your fire burns the brightest in some, some essence, right. And that, and our, our, this quest that we're on, um, it's easy to get sidetracked and pretty soon, you, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, gradual, you gradually are off course, off course, off course. And then you hopefully have some Christian influence in your life to help bring you back to find, you know, to find exactly where you're supposed to be going. Yeah. I like to think about, so on my mom's side of the family, I've got a great grandfather and a, and, well, my two great grandfathers on my mom's side, um, very different men with very similar outlook on life and very similar purpose, I'd say. And one of them, you know, he, he, he as a young man, uh, was having a hard time finding employment and tried to sell paint, tried to sell, you know, all kinds of different things. And then one day started selling John Deere plows mm-hmm. and that turns into a big thriving business and they made millions of dollars. They did a phenomenal job. They chased after this dream, like the classic American dream. Right. Um, and, and became very wealthy, were very successful. And then on, on my grandmother's side, um, he moved up from Chicago because he didn't want his family in, to grow up in Chicago. And he worked for a farm, and it didn't pan out. So he went and worked for American Motor Company, or Chrysler. It was either Chrysler or AMC, and was a company man for like 40 years. And you can't tell me there wasn't a point in that journey where he was, you know, in one of those 40 years, he was sitting there putting nuts on bolts <laughs> saying, 
this can't know, be it. <laughs> this, there's no way this is my. But but then understanding his role, understanding his place in the world, understanding you know what he was doing, like he had a he was able to retire young and he had a full pension. He was able to do all kinds of other things. He was able to spend time with his children and grandchildren. He provided uh, for his own daughters and his wife. Um, he had a very happy and full private life that was made possible by the uh, by this steady employment that he had. Um, working for uh, working a union job uh, on a on a um, manufacturing plant, mm-hmm. um, so like it's not necessarily going out and like chasing your dreams. <laughs> it sometimes it's more looking at your situation, looking around you, and understanding um, what your goals are, what you're looking for, where you want to be, what you want to get to, and then doing what it takes to get there. Not so much how you feel, but more about like not that your fire shouldn't be burning bright because his fire was certainly burning bright for his family. And that, like, the aftershocks of that are still, like, impacting me, you know, um, because he was such a good father because he was there all the time, you know. He was such a good um, family leader and, and a, a true patriarch of his family, um, and he created that opportunity by consistency over time. So not necessarily going out and doing, you know, great things every day. His great thing every day was to be a gosh darn good father. Well, and the fact that he had that, he saw that all the time, so no matter what he was doing to make that happen, that was the reason for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, he he kept he kept that in the forefront of his thought. He didn't he didn't let the nuts and bolts literally of his job be like, well, this well, this sucks, you know. Yeah. Like, but no, like I'm putting food on the table. I'm creating a lifestyle for my family. I'm I'm, I'm taking care of them. This is what I'm going to do right now to get it done, right? And I don't know what necessarily the future holds, but as long as that is happening, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Awesome. Sweet. So I think the uh, conclusion is understand who you are, where you are, where you're going, and do what it takes to get there. Gear it up. Awesome. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.